AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Vass. And welcome to... Talk.
G'day, it's Gareth McDowell here from AMR Content, and you are listening to Bar Talk on the one and only AMR. I know you a sneaker, you come up to my house smoking reefer, I'm a chiller, but not that much boy, I won't become no toy, I ain't no fucking, I'm a dealer, no hot shall I see that chicka, yeah I see her, calling on your phone, I can't tell that she wanna boy. Days went by from time to time, I realize the distance. Like, oh my gosh, I'm asking myself, how did we get here? We talking love, a heart, shot of dust. Got it like we don't give a fuck. I eat a demon showing the symptoms. Stride and pack, it was manufactured word. Cause when it's bad, it's bad, it's always good. We both opposite. And now the moments flag just wave. You look straight to my face. Your lips, I want to kiss. Your soul, I want to take. Your money, song to sing. No air, and I'll be crazy. Microphone to your lips. I reminisce, it's deja vu to us. Our neighbors pissed, but we don't give a shit. Cause we just Get some fuck, so what you say? Let's go. You a sneaker, you come up to my house smoking reefer. I'm a chiller, but not that much boy. I won't become no toy. I ain't no fucking, I'm a dealer. No hot shall I see that chicka? Yeah, I see her calling on your phone. I can't tell that she wanna boy. Yeah, look. Body scratching, we leave our marks for proof Beneath the sheet is he can't make some food This cookie jar just made me want some juice You swear to God that I was made for you I fight this old, but that ain't nothing new Screw it, but we fix it out, build a wall Take a step, don't we go Flip the pace, similar book I won't, we'll never be caught Long as you come around, trust me, girl I'll be good, nobody else It's just you or myself, so girl Don't ever run away, trust I'll pick up the pace Don't you go behind my back, swear I'm blocking the fade My mind is gone and I'm all alone Like it's about it's on and on, girl, didn't you know that I love you? Once it's just you and it's like that night The feeling might just come out right Right You wanna be up in your bed With the one that's all up in your head I know you a sneaker You come up to my house smoking reefer I'm a chiller but not that much, boy I won't become no toy I ain't no fucking, I'm a dealer No hot shall I see that chicka Yeah, I see her Calling on your phone I can't tell that she wanna born Aye Fellas, how you going? And, f- and fellets. 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 Yeah. Something a bit tasty for you. A bit of fellets mignon, eh? <gasps> fellets mignon. <laughs> Good Lord. That's boomer humor. That's Good. what that is. I, I, I boom across these jokes like a kangaroo. Oh, so, good. uh, goodness. You know, I'll, I'll take it where it comes, you know. Hello, Vass. How are you? I'm not bad. Still locked down. But not bad. Unfortunately. No, it's all right. Case case numbers are coming down, so it's okay. It's all good. We'll get there What was it, 116 today or something like that? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Anyway, In I, remission, I, to enough, say the least. Enough of that. I don't really give a shit about that. What I do give a shit about is it is now episode 17 of Bar Talk, and it's a pleasure to, to hear your smooth tones back on the mic. Oh, well, thank you. That's the nicest thing That's anyone just, said to me in like weeks. <laughs> Is it the only thing anyone's <laughs> said to you in weeks? 
That isn't much. your mum or your dad. Mm, pretty much. Because <laughs> you've been locking yourself in your room just playing, what, Fortnite yeah. and, and uh, smoking. I don't play Fortnite. <laughs> Fully on Fortnite. Wait, what are, you, what are you playing? It's one of them games. Uh, we've been we've been playing the ever. I'm oh, gonna get judged so hard for this. Uh, <laughs> we've been playing Call of Duty, uh, a game called Warzone. Yeah, but at least Call of is, Duty hasn't got the same level of cringe as Fortnite. You know? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It, it's got its own brand, but it's not <laughs> anywhere near as bad as. There's no dancing. No, no, not enough. We get that. That is a start. <laughs> not enough teabagging. Oh no, Am you I get teabagged hard. In fact, okay. just today they added an update. It gives Ooh. you an achievement for teabagging. <sighs> So there is so okay so you know like it's the classic thing it's like one 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 of your competitors sets this trend uh and then the others will all follow we we're, we're really in the Fortnite Fortnite aftermath at the moment with all these with all these first person shooter games these team we really shooter are. games and, we and really now they're all are. trying to I feel bad for humanity that these other games are trying to imitate Fortnite, that it was what it's- I know. Why set the bar so low? <laughs> because then you, you Set yourself ex- up for failure. I was going to say, set yourself up to absolutely smash the targets. If, you, if the bar's that low, then, you know, you can just put in an average amount of effort and still absolutely kill- I guess so. It's just, if that if that is the standard, indeed. That, <laughs> Although it, the, I'm sure the standard will shift eventually, but for now we're stuck in the dark times. <laughs> you got to play the games that the dark times uh, gives you. Unfortunately, dear. it's a bad time to be locked indoors. <laughs> <laughs> what the wealth of games abound, you know. You know, you know, not that you can't access every other game that's ever existed before this very moment. No, it's true. There are plenty I could go back to. I, I played a load growing up though. Um, and the main ones that interested me, I feel like I've, I've gotten to a lot of them oh, yes. so far. So I'm finding it a little bit more difficult to find, uh, new stuff than I used to when I was a younger man. <laughs> Do you find that it's, uh, like any other form of art that the nostalgia factor actually makes it better than you remember it to be? No, actually, sorry, makes it worse uh, than you remember it to be. So you come back to like, this game was shit. Yeah. The controls were terrible. They really hadn't figured them out yet. The graphics were um, awful. I actually feel like there's a, yeah, yes and no. Um, It's a pretty 60-40 split between disappointment and just like getting floored again by the same thing that floored you the first time. (laughs) I was going to say- Because I've gone back to some and I've just been like, oh my God, I used to think that this was eating a bit, the duck's nuts, right? (laughs) Hang on. And- um, well, you, know, I, what, you look at it and it's just like the face is just one whole pic, that one pixel. That's it. Like a cube. And you're like, oh, my goodness. I used to think this was groundbreaking, but really it's not. <laughs> Actually, one thing that happened recently that was kind of funny um, was uh, this game went on sale. I used to play it with my dad when I was younger. It was called Civilization. It was one of those. Um, yeah, I love Civ. You're talking to a Civ like fanatic right here, sim, mate. Sim building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant set of games, right? Now- I had a look at it, and I remember it used to be so large in file size yes. for us uh, and the laptop that we had that it wouldn't fit on the um, 76 mm. available gigabytes on the hard drive that we had or something ridiculous like that. But the, the hard drive we thought was massive at the time was actually tiny now, nowadays. Yeah. So, I was looking back at it just going, oh, my goodness. I used to not be able to fit like this and The Sims 3 <laughs> on my computer, and now- it takes up like less than an eighth of my space. It can go up on my uh, my smartphone. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact- I'd be, um, I'd be killing Sims off during work. Oh. Star Wars, one of the Star Wars games that was around on the original yeah. Xbox when I was a lad, um, they released it on phones recently. Oh, yes. Yeah. The same the game. Whole game. Just the same on, game. A, on a smartphone. Yeah, yeah. You can run it on a smartphone. Well, that's, that's how does that, ridiculous. How old does that make you feel now? Oh, feeling enough. Bit, feeling the age a bit? Old enough. <laughs> Says that as he gets Fortnite danced and teabagged by a 13-year-old. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, t- and I'm really just there to feel young again, hey? <laughs> I reckon that's the secret. It's just try to, try to grab a, a, a small slice of your fleeting youth. Yeah, well, I thought if I could if I could woo myself into the feeling at any time, it would be in this weird daydreamy thing that we call a lockdown. Well, um, write a song about it for me, Vass, and call it the Fortnite Blues. Sound good? I'll do it. I've, I've uh, for anyone listening at home, I've, I've just got myself a new uh, guitar toy, uh, <laughs> a new pedal. So I'll put that into work, and I'll get some dreamy, ethereal stuff going for you. So now he's going to be forthcoming on my new ambient album because everyone's doing an ambient album. You know? <laughs> You're skidding uh, uh, tea, on tea bag while soloing. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll just have a song on it called Tea Bag. <laughs> yes, please ode, do. Ode the to ode, Tea Bag. The ode to the drop. Uh, anyway, let's let's <laughs> chat about some musics while we're here. How about, uh, how about how, that for some smooth stuff to start off with this week? That was a transition, that was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. More, I'm more segue than you can roll down a tarmac, mate. Um, well, we've- <laughs> how about, how about oh, that song? Lord. <laughs> we've, how about- so, we've had- uh, is, is it Villette? Yes. I was going to say, how about that opener from Villette across the- She's a New Zealand New Zealand artist, Villette. Uh, came out with her uh, new single, Curious. Which, did you see the video for it, Pass? Uh, let me check my notes. No, no, you didn't, did you? I did, I did. Actually, wasn't this the one that had um, the TV in it? Yes, yes. Oh, she, yeah, has, yeah, I was actually, I, I didn't write it down, but I was thinking, uh, we saw a music video recently, and I, w- I was yeah. thinking about the different interesting uses of TV in both of them, and I thought, wow, this one did a really good job with a very uh, simple kind of concept. Very liquid bass in this one. I really liked the bass work. Mm, I, it, I mean, it was funky. I know uh, this is right up your this is right up your alley. I thought I heard and I thought yeah, 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 yeah. you gotta have this in for that. I think the dreamy guitar in the beginning, um, or rather, it's it's all the way through. But that dreamy guitar sound that is going on, I really think it's like, it's really clean, sits in the background really nicely. That's my favorite bit, I think. And uh, did you notice in the video have her egregious use of handheld condenser <laughs> mic action? Egregious. That, it was. Oh, it I was, love it. it. It made me twitch. I was just like, "This is." Oh no, you would like never that, do that live. Like you, that bit in uh, the the Queen movie. Oh, where he's the mic got when the he's microphone, it's but it's a top around. address and it's oh. pointing at the roof. Oh. And he's, he's singing into the side of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like who directs Brilliant. the videos? Seriously. It's like, it doesn't. It was uh, like I wonder which sound guy on that set was too scared to speak out. <laughs> what in the video or because surely in the guy holding the boom, the guy holding the boom mic in, on set or something like that at least. So guy or girl using it interchangeably. Um, it's all right. We don't discriminate have, here. Surely they would have known. They looked at the, like they went to audio school. They've seen people use microphones. They've recorded people before. These people are very established sound yeah. people. It was uh, you would have said something, right? <laughs> <laughs> or you would be scared. 
You see, it was an NT1, I think she was holding, which is the Rode condenser mic. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at it thinking, I've never known it to be a very good-looking mic. Like, it's a very functional, it's a very utilitarian-looking mic. But it's not- Isn't it German? No, it's an Australian mic. It, it, it could be something oh, yeah, similar yeah, to- a Rode, true. It's a Rode. But the thing is, like, couldn't you pick- Like, if you're going to go for a mic that you're going to handhold, ha- like, get one of them old 1950s-style mics. You know the ones I'm talking about with, like, the- I don't know what the proper term is. Yeah. The, um, the grills on it. Sure, sure make them as well. I think they've yes. been affectionately nicknamed the Elvis mic. Yes, so, get an Elvis mic because, it, it, like, yeah, no, you wouldn't hold it like that live, but it looks better, at least. It looks good. <laughs> if you're going to fuck up how you yeah, handle actually, a microphone, um, get a good-looking we know microphone. Someone, we know someone that actually uses one of those yes. Elvis-style mics live. Yes. Yeah. They're not bad. They're pretty good, and they look really cool. Like, yeah. that's it. It's all photo opportunity and yeah, like, look, uh, aesthetics. Se- sex appeal is a thing. Yeah, it's all about honest. it's all about that aesthetic, eh? It, it is <laughs> indeed. After that, though, we had um, a Sydney hip hop artist's track, "Your Does It All," uh, featuring a another artist. Ma- I couldn't pronounce it. Maina Doe, I think. Main- yeah. Maina Doe, yeah, yeah. Um, with their new track, "Armadillo," or as they say in the song, "Armadilla." Uh, gotta love that. Gotta love that. You know, forced. <laughs> Forced pronunciation to get the, all the rhymes in. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched a fascinating interview with um, Eminem about that one time where he mm. expressed his distaste for people saying that they can't find anything to rhyme with the word orange. Oh, then, then he rhymed, then he like just off the top yeah, he of just his head just like a couple to- of words. Like he made George rhyme with it. Yes, I know. I know. So we're just by bending that. It's so cool. And then just so cool. He improvs like several paragraphs work worth of rhymes that rhyme with orange. Yeah, just like off the cuff. He's ridiculous. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, another another really sort of smooth track to start on with. I really like. I don't know about you, Vas, but what I really liked on this track, Armadillo, was how the keys and the like the very sort of you know. Is it stated? Very stated keys and guitar sort of just growing away in the background with a bit of bass and obviously the the focus being on the vocals and the rapping. Honestly, I've got um, – I don't have anything specific for this track. I've got – I like the sound of the of the track overall. I just think that all the different timbres work really well together. Mm. But I felt like it was really well produced. Like, yeah. the if it was a backing track that they um, put together and then just sang over like that way, and it wasn't something that composed as, composed as a band or something like that, um, the choices that they made putting it together were really, really great. All of the different sounds picked, um, all the different rhythms picked, great. All sounded good. Nice. Yeah, really. There's nothing, nothing you can really. There's nothing else Justin can really say. It's just a really cool like no, back R&B track. I, I would go as far as to say it sounded the most um, ready for the top 100 of any of the tracks that we had this week. Mm, fair enough. That's a good, good observation. I, just that, like with the, what's going on at the moment and the things that are popular, yes. this would sit among them very well. Fair enough. I'm uh, really happy this week because I got to chat to uh, Leanne Tennant, who just released a new album too, her album number three, actually. And I was so lucky to actually um, chat to her yesterday. And it was, yeah, it was cool just chatting all about what she had done to get the album together and how she went about putting putting the record in, in as one piece. So, 
um, I'm looking forward to hearing that back, and I hope you are as well. We are going to go to a break first, though, before that. So we will play one of her tracks, Bring It All Back, which is one of the singles that were on the album. But before that, we play, we are playing another single off a new artist, Jordan Laser, with her track, Battleship. Now, what were your thoughts on this one, Vass? I had, was a bit of a different vibe, again, a bit more, bit more downbeat. I like the music video. It was um, really well shot. Yep. Great bit of noir. Really well shot. And and it had a cinematic vibe the whole way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just had a um, pretty professional, very well put together feel to it. And, um, and the I liked I liked dreamy pop kind of stuff as well. So this hit that spot for me too. I don't know where where it sort of ended up, what the aim was, where it ended up, but the start really got me. I thought this is very, very reminiscent of that uh, Amy that thing Amy Winehouse was trying to do with sort of that doo-wop sort of Motown influence. So I could certainly yeah. tell it was a strong influence with that. But then in the chorus, it went to this more uplifting sort of, I don't know if it's a Lana Del Rey-esque sort of thing. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I get what you mean. But it's it then changed, you know what I mean? It sort of changed up totally in the chorus. So it went from a doo-wop sort of thing to a sort of indie pop chorus. So cool contrast, but it really worked. And yeah, the music video- Absolutely beautiful. Go and check it out as well because it is really, again, the aspect ratio, that cinematic aspect ratio, the noir sort of lighting, the high contrast, black and white sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I did like the good. choice of black and white. Mm. It was really, it did really suit the song. Well, it did indeed. Um, I guess I'm just trying to see if that's going to be part of anything. I know the Valette song is going to be part of her upcoming EP. Um, and I'm trying to see if the Jordan Laser song will be as well. Doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. Um, if it is, it hasn't been announced. So I guess it's a case of just finding out, keeping an eye out on that artist. It's just that fresh. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is indeed. Um, all these songs have come out in the last week or so. So, you know, folks, get on it. This is new. But we'll may as well. Off the press. Oh, exactly. Let's let's play them, Vass. Let's put it them straight Sounds like a good on. idea. Look, look forward to this. Yes. Um, bring it all back uh, with the Leanne Tennant. Uh, interview up soon but right now Jordan Laser's new song Battleship hope you enjoy
Hey, this is Leanne Tennant and you're listening to AMR. Doki folks, welcome back to the Bar Talk podcast right here, coming through your headphones, your airwaves, or your uh, phone speaker on the train, maybe, annoying all the other passengers. Actually, no, you wouldn't annoy any of the other passengers because that song was epic, um, and, you know, I'm sure all the other other commuters were really, really, really happy that you're playing everything out loud to them. Anyway, that was Bring It All Back off Leanne Tennant's brand new album, Happiness Is... 
and I'm so pleased because I've got her on the line right now to have a little chat about the album and everything else, I guess. So, I guess it's time to say welcome, Leanne. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Brilliant. Um, I'm super keen to uh, finally get this done. This was supposed to be done a couple of weeks back when we when we originally interviewed, uh, on the same day we, we interviewed Colin Lilly, which I know you two have worked together previously, but I'm finally, you know, finally happy to get around to it because I've really been enjoying the album um, over the last few weeks listening to it. It's got a slew of really solid tracks on it. Um, and you, you can tell that you've released quite a few singles for it as well. But it I'm, I must be must be pretty proud of it now. As they say, third time's a charm. This is your third album, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and yeah, I am really proud of it. It's 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 a couple of years in the making. This one, and yeah. um, I just kind of went at it with my all, you know. And I'd spent a lot of time thinking about what songs were and weren't going to be on the album. So it was, yeah, a lot of thought went into it. Right. Okay. So tell me a bit about that because, you know, you, as you said, you spent two years writing, two years putting it together. Was that a lot more time that you'd focused on a single album compared to your previous releases? Yeah. Yeah, it was. And um, I, instead of kind of going into the studio and recording the whole album in a, a block of days or a week, I kind of um, flew because I recorded in Brisbane and I'm up in Cairns. So I flew down to Brisbane mm. um, every couple of months and, and did, you know, one track and then came back home and then flew down again. So all of that was quite spaced out, um, which was really nice because it gave gave me a bit of space from it all and, um, you know, kind of go back back with fresh ears and fresh thoughts for the next track. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed that process instead of it being, um, you know, trying to push it all out in a short amount of time. So, was that the intention from the start to do that back and forth thing one track at a time? Yeah, my intention was to take it easy. I, I just wanted to not rush anything uh, and... I I really enjoy the recording process. It's my favourite part about making music and yeah. I just wanted to experience it for as long as possible. So, I was in no rush to get, get it finished and out there. I just wanted to be in the studio as much as possible. So, yeah, it was, um, it was my intention to drag it out and then – because of COVID, it got dragged out a little bit further. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a unique thing. That's that's very much the same with everyone else, I think. Yes, exactly. Do you think that was a blessing, though, <laughs> having the yeah. having it drop in the middle of a pandemic, or was it? Did it ruin all uh, your plans? <laughs> well, I think. I mean, yeah, releasing it at this time is difficult um, because you can't tour the album, and all the shows are still. You know, you you reschedule one and then it gets cancelled because it's a forever changing beast. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's it isn't the best time to put out an album. But I guess in saying that, um, you know, people are at home a lot more and hopefully mm. listening to music. So that's great. I think it was it was a blessing in disguise to hold off the touring because it's given me a bit of a break as well, which has been really nice. Yeah. Um, and and now I'm, I'm you know I'm really excited to to get back into playing some shows. So yeah, it's 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 got its good and bad bits. Because mm. I know you've had a fair bit of um, critical success with your releases over the years, but you know you mentioned about the fact that with the pandemic people have more time to sit down and listen to the album. So what I wanted to know was you know have just like the general public and your fans and people that I guess come across your music. Have, have you found the response to this album has been different from those previous albums? 
it's been a really strong response. Um, yeah. I've had a lot of great support um, from, you know, I guess people who liked my previous um, work, but then also a lot of new people coming on board as well. So it's been, uh, you know, a really, really great response to this album, which is nice because you just don't know, you know, whether people will resonate with something or not. Mm. Um, and people seem to be liking it. So, yeah, happy days. What about a particular track on the album has – has have your have people drawn your attention to a, a track that maybe you hadn't sort of viewed in the same light that other people have when you were going in to record it? Um, people have have really resonated with record stores, which yep. I um you know I I wasn't sure whether you know whether people would necessarily whether it would be a standout track or anything mm. but people have been resonating with that and then i think another one that people um that that wasn't a single that people are enjoying is overthinker yeah and um yeah i'm getting a lot of feedback about people saying that that's one of their favorites so that's that's really nice when people find you know songs nestled within the album that aren't a single and you know get a buzz out of it it's it's nice yeah, because we sort of got that similar – we had the similar experience because the first song we it sort of grab, grabbed our attention about the record was Record Stores. And what I found that it was – it sits right bang, smack bang in the middle of the record and it sort of almost serves as like an emotional focal point for the album because you've got a lot of bangers that have quite a lot more layers of production on them. I'm thinking um, you've got yeah, mm. more of this other singles such as Bring It All Back, which – of course, you just heard, you know, with that really funky, liquidy bass and a lot more, you mm. know, electric guitar work, and obviously other songs that are later down in the in the track listing, which do have quite a bit more swell to them. So I found that that's that, that quieter sort of middle ground. It seems to focus your attention a bit on, I guess, what message perhaps you were trying to put out for the album. And I don't know what you what that message was, what your you know conscious intention was, but it certainly sounds like a centerpiece to the whole album. So I'm not surprised that people have uh, really dr- been drawn to that particular track. Yeah, 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 and I think. Um I, it just it felt right it being right in the mid- middle of the album mm. like that and I think just to break up because as you say there is a lot of production on these tracks um, I worked with two different producers as well so there's a lot of movement in there and then I just to have you know the raw stripped back thing which does kind of connect back to some of my earlier stuff yeah. um, you know it kind of ties in the the new with the old which is you know good for people who really loved my my old stuff and mm. Um, yeah, not scare people away too much with the new stuff. Because <laughs> this is a bit more ambitious, sonically speaking, yeah. than your previous albums. From what I can see, the previous albums were a lot more stripped back, as you say, and then this one's got a little bit more of the electronic elements creeping in on a couple of the tracks. So, yeah. was that the intention from the get-go? Uh, yes and no. So, I, hmm. I was working with two different producers, which was the intention, and I had one in mind for uh, Cherry Cola specifically, and yep. then uh, the other producer, I approached it in more of a traditional sense where performing with a live band in a studio, which is how I've always approached recording. Um, but mm. then as I flew back and forth and went down there and I, I was constantly writing as well. So there were new songs that would appear and I, I would think, oh, that, it, that song really needs to be 
approached in a much more, um, you know, produced way. And so it just kind of developed really organically like that. And then in the end, there, I mean, there were some songs that, that didn't end up making the album, but in the end, I, I, it was a fair kind of split down the middle where yeah. half of the songs I'd written, they just wouldn't have sounded right pl- playing with a live band. I just couldn't have achieved what, what I was wanting. And then the other songs just would have sounded not right with loads and loads of production on them. So, mm. yeah, four, four were with one were with Constantine and um, the other five, I think, or five were with Constantine and the other four were with Yanto Browning. So, yeah, it was it was a I'd never done that before, and I really liked working with yeah. a couple of different people. Yeah. So this was you said you mentioned are they both so they're both based in Brisbane. These two producers. Yeah. So did you how did you find corresponding with them? Or while you when you move back up, or when you've you know travelled back up to Cairns for the couple of months, what's it like working remotely between, you know, between your home and 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 the studio? Um, well, I mean, it was fairly easy because the songs have been done. Um, you know, I'd get them finished in a day, and mm. then when I'd come home, um, the producer would. Uh, do his magic, which a lot had been already done in the studio while I was there anyway. Um, but, you know, some kind of final tweaking and then sending that over to me to see, you know, if I liked it or if I wanted things changed or added and things like that. So a, a little bit of back and forthing, but not not excessive. Um, we tried to get everything done while we were there, which was great. Okay. Um, yeah. Do when you When you mean that, do you mean any extra instrumentation or just – Post effects, you know, a, a layer here or a, a bit of reverb uh, there. Yeah, more so, more so effects. Um, mm. And you know, with with the more uh, the tracks that have a lot more production on them, you know, a couple of things might come into mind, like put put a yeah, like a, a sound in there. Mm. Um, but generally, that w- a lot of that was happening in the studio while I was there, able to kind of vibe off each other as to whether we're, we're liking something or not. So, yeah, it was more kind of post effects. So, I'm getting the idea, I'm getting the understanding then that because you had these breaks in between recording songs that you could walk into the studio when you travelled down and you were just intent and keen on knocking them out, even, you know, because it what, been, yeah. you know, a couple of months between songs. Am I, am I getting that? Am I gauging that correctly? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like just really excited to be in there and because it, it's tiring. And if you, you know, the way that I've recorded in the past, which is, you know, you go into the studio for five mm. days back to back and if you're exhausted at the end of it, it's, <laughs> you know, and it just uses so much um, mental power to because yep. you're trying to get it perfect and, and you're just so all consumed by it. So it was really nice having the breaks and, um, you know, go down to Brisbane because that's where I'm originally from, and go mm. and see my mum and dad and my friends, and you know, a bit of a bit of a trip away as well. So it's definitely a way that I'd like to approach the next album for sure. Yeah. So it sounds so. It sounds like then that you could maintain that level of energy through the whole project, which you can certainly tell when you give it a listen. There's no sort of downers. It's all. Yeah. You, you certainly, there's like every perform the performance on each song is certainly consistent. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it definitely helps with the energy levels. So all of the songs were written before you started recording or not? No. So most of them were. Um 
and then a couple was kind of half finished and then they got there after I started recording because I think, which one did I do first? I think Cherry Cola was the very first one I recorded. Yeah. Um, and that was quite some time between recording that and recording the other songs. So there okay. was still a lot of writing going on. Um, but then once I started getting into the studio a little bit more, then it all, you know, I had to settle on what was being recorded and, um, yeah, yeah, so a bit of both. Mm, nice. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll, we'll get on to a bit more about uh, the depths behind, I guess, what the album's trying to say in a little while. But right now we're going to play so, – so, right now we're going to play one of the tracks off the album. It hasn't been released as a single yet, I don't believe, but it certainly set for me just for the, um, the way that it layers up and starts to build up through the – as you proceed through the song. Uh, so, I thought we'd play Blue and Gold, which is one of mm-hmm. the later tracks on the album. So, I was hoping maybe you could give us a bit of a rundown on, uh, I guess, how the song came about or potentially what what you were thinking when you were getting around to penning it. Yeah. Uh, so, Blue and Gold's kind of about um, my overactive brain and the, the difficulties that I face sometimes getting to sleep at night. Um because I just lie there and my brain spins. And mm. so it was kind of about that and blue and gold, the, the line, last night's, last night's sheets are like blue and gold and it's kind of um, about, you know, just dream, wanting, dreaming of being cuddled up in, in my bed sheets and just mm. kind of gazing up at the blue sky and the glittery gold stars. You know, that's it's kind of what that song's about. And um, it, it came together really easily, that song. It wasn't – I didn't spend – you know, loads and loads of time yeah. agonising over it. So it's nice when a song does that. Um, and that was recorded with Yanto Browning in Brisbane out at Airlock um, Studios and Cram from Spiderbait was um, on that track as well playing drums. Nice, and, yeah. Uh, the Wurlitzer and um, he, yeah, was running oh, around. That's what it was. Looking- it's like it's yeah. very nice, very nice bit of bit of keys there on that one. Yeah, it is. It's great. Um, so that was fun. Yeah, that was uh, so that was one of the tracks recorded in more of like a live live setting. Mm, so the sort of the live studio setting, everything set up, yeah. ready to go. All right, let's run through it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And again, was that one of those songs you mentioned? That was it. One of those songs you were intending to go. Oh, this will be a live song. This will work really well in that band setting when we get around yeah. to touring. Yeah, one hundred percent. It was it was it was actually one of one of the earlier songs that I'd written, and I originally felt that that I was going to release that as a single, and then just after all the other songs came about, it just kind of it got pushed back a little bit, and um, I, I went another way. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was always in my head. It was always you know I listened to a lot of Black Keys, and um, I I don't know. I was just kind of channeling some of that bit of blues influence. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah, a bit more rockier sound and and live it is it's great fun to play. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Let's get let's play it because then we'll come back and chat maybe a bit more about about that sort of topic and what's what's um what was going on behind the scenes and all that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. we'll we'll play it right now because it is called Blue and Gold off the brand new album Happiness is by Leanne Tennant. Don't go anywhere folks. We'll be right back on Bar Talk.
well, well, well. Welcome back. That was Blue and Gold. Leanne, one of Leanne Tennant's, um, well, one of the songs of Leanne Tennant's new album, Happiness Is. Uh, as you have as you well know, I've got Leanne right here with me chatting about the album and all things, I guess, recording and, you know, music related. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I can be terrible at segues sometimes, Leanne. Um, yeah, again, great, great track. Uh, great. He's certainly one of the many standouts on the album. Um, you mentioned before how you had, of course, Cram from Spiderbait featuring on the album. It's good good to know you did play with a really lot of a really large slew of talented musicians um, to put you know to get these songs together. Obviously, Cram, mm. people like Travis Jenkins, Phil Roach, etc. Mm. So, was that an intention to sort of really draw upon a, a, a well of talent and names to get this out there? Um, well, the the boys that came into the studio, we we have been performing together as a live act yeah. now. For a couple of years, so it was kind of a no-brainer that that that's who would be in the studio, mm. um, and Cram uh, that kind of came about because he he was doing like a he it was like a competition or something, and um, he chose one person from each state and flew them down to Bruny Island in Tasmania, and we all just bunkered up in a cabin and wrote songs together for a week, and then we performed them mm. and play, played in each other's bands at um, Festival of Voices in Hobart. So it was just like, you know, dream. Um, it was amazing. It's still to date one of the, the best experiences of my life. So, um, so Bruny Island, like, you know, really going, going for the, oh. the remote – the remote factor yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was incredible. Like we'd just, we'd wake up and there was someone staying with us that cooked all our meals oh. and, you know, just woke up in the morning in this beautiful spot and just plugged the guitars into the amps and just mucked around all day playing in each other's bands and then just go and stand out by the fire and drink some whiskey and go, go back inside. And <laughs> we just did that for a week. It was just incredible. Um, and we all got along really well. All of the people that were there were just yeah. amazing and we're still very, very close and in touch to this day. But Cram, um, you know, kind of said to all of us, you know, if you're ever recording that he'd, he'd love to be a part of it. So, um, yeah, he, he wanted to jump in on the album and it was great. He, he came in for a couple of the songs on the album and we had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so it was that was kind of really organic. And then, yeah, as I said, the other guys I do perform live with mm-hmm. when, when they're available. And then Constantine with the production roles, he did a lot of the some of the instrumentation himself, yeah, um, as well as Travis Jenkins and um, Eddie. And yeah, so yeah, but they are, you know, supremely talented beings. So I'm very lucky to have had their skill set on the album because, yeah, they're much better musicians than I. Than I. <laughs> I will ever be. <laughs> so That's all right. You no. can't with the song, so it's a bit of a yeah. balancing act. <laughs> you can only do one thing at a time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, you got to. You got to really got to nail the one thing you're good at. Yeah. That's right. With that, so I mean, that's a that's a really cool thing, though. Getting there and locking yourself in a in a cabin for a, for a little while and then just pumping out some creativity. I like that idea. Um, yeah. Where I was going to say you've you've had a f- yeah. So I mean, how does somebody come up with an idea like that? Are you just like yeah, let's go down to Tassie for a few weeks and just lock ourselves in a cabin. That must be you know. Oh, it's just so cool. You know, I'm just still pinching myself <laughs> that I got to do something <laughs> like that. You know, would you? Um, 
Yeah. Do you reckon you would ever do the Bon Iver and um, lock yourself in a cabin, <gasps> do the album, oh. like, without any outside influences and see how that goes? I would love to. I would love to. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, with I've got two kids now <laughs> um, and, you know, a job as well on, on, the, on the side. Yeah. So, it's you know, it's, it's – uh, it, whilst it sounds amazing, it's just <laughs> my life doesn't allow for that, but I would love to do that one day. And one day I might, you know, yeah. when life gets a little bit um, easier on that on that front. I shall, I'll, more flexible. I'll ask about that because I didn't know if you were going to bring it up about the fact that you do have you do have kids and a family and that and you're juggling the music career and mm. raising kids at the same time. Um, well, it was just one of the previous artists we, we interviewed the other week, um, their musical partner, has just um, had just given birth, and it's just it's just you know the start of that journey. So, I guess how do you find now? Um, I'm guessing. So, how old are your children? If you don't mind me asking, uh, seven and one. Wow, that's um <laughs> quite a quite a good spread there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, how have you found over the last few years? Because you you pretty much have released all your albums while you've had kids. Like, how do you yeah. find? What's the secret, I guess? I guess that's the best way of wording it. Secret to you know, juggling children and a music career at the same time. Yeah. Um, I just work really fucking hard, you know, <laughs> and that's just it. Like I'd really, you know, it's insane. It's, you know, I'm, I've always, you know, there's no such thing as luck. I've worked <laughs> my ass off and I, and I just, you know, because I love it, um, you know, it's not, you know, it's, it's easier to put in, an obscene amount of hours into mm. something that you love, um, you know. So I just I just work all the time. Um, so I, it's hard. It is hard. I do burn myself out from it, um, and it, it is a juggle, and it's it's very hard to get balance. You know, if things are going really well with your, your writing and your record, then you know your family life might not be going that great because <laughs> oh, you're not God. available um, as much as you want to be, or you know if you're investing lots of time, you know, being being you know doing family stuff, then you you're writing. You don't have the time to be writing, so it's a constant juggling act of just trying to, you know, invest the right amount of time in the in the right areas. <laughs> um, the fly yeah. in, fly out thing must have helped with that because at least you know, mummy isn't going to be away for too long. She'll be back soon. Yeah, you know, yeah, a- and it's a nice break to, to be honest to just yeah. get away and do some music. But I think, um, yeah, like it's, it was much easier with one uh, because, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, leaving leaving one behind isn't so 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 hard. Um, but two, it's it, it is a little bit more challenging. But you know, they're they're only little for a short amount of time. So yeah. and then they're doing things by themselves and yeah, they're ind- independent little beings. So yeah, you just you know, with life, you just make things work. You, you just do, and you just you deal with what you've got, and you do it to the best of your ability. Really. Do, you, do you find that that you had to? I guess I don't know how long you've been writing for, but did you find that with the onset of having children that you had to change your um, routine in terms of you know songwriting? Like I do my songwriting here, or your practice. Practice time is now, or it's like this is mum's time. Get out of the room so I can think. Like ha- has yeah. has there been much of a switch? Even as the even as your your kids are getting older. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot less writing, I would say, but what I have found is that I used to be a real um, night owl and I would, yep. 
my brain would start, I'd feel like writing at night, you know, mm. and so I'd go and lock myself, the kids would go to bed, then I'd lock myself in a room and just write music. But now I have found that I've, that's kind of changed and I, I'm just buggered at night and I mm. just want to go to bed after being at work and getting the kids sorted. So I'm finding that I feel a bit more you know inspired in the mornings but um i definitely have to make time you know i have to that's what i found i with this album in particular i joined a songwriting club and Mm. that was really great um and you get given a a task and it's a song and you've got a week to write this song but you've only you've only got an hour to kind of really put it together and record it just on your phone and then your group you kind of critique each other's songs so that was great because it forced me it's like a job you know it forced me to show up every day and work (laughs) a little bit on this song and do it and finish it and you know it could because you you pay for the course as well It's, it's only 50 bucks but you know, you you just you're more inclined to stick with it. So that that helped because it was me scheduling time, going right. I have to finish the song, so everybody needs to leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's just gotta yeah. crack the whip out, you know. Songwriting yeah. time. Got to get the yeah. lyrics out. Yeah, these rhymes don't write themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's really that's really cool though, and it's good to get that sort of insight from somebody that's in that position. Um, that might be different to a lot of other up and coming songwriters that haven't quite either not intending to go to that stage to have a family or are not yet at that stage but will intend to. So, it's good to see that other side of it and go, you can do it with all those commitments and you can still put out really good material and you can fit it in your schedule. So, it's it's really cool to hear that. Yeah. And, do you know, I wish that I had heard it more when I was started songwriting. I I was very, you know – women in the music industry revealing that they have mm. children it's it's not it's, it has never been a highly supported thing um so it was something that i put off i, I had um kids later because i just thought how is it going to work and yeah, i won't be yeah. able to do it and and i wish that you know i had heard more you know that there was more of a voice out there because it is doable you can do it life doesn't stop it's achievable you just you know you just got to work hard and yeah yeah it's totally doable so yeah if mm, anyone's mm. thinking about if they're wanting a family and you know scared don't be you you will make it work so that's is that going to oh, cuz my next question was going to be oh if you had one piece of advice to give like, so I'm guessing that's your that's your wisdom you know bespoke <laughs> on the it. future generations <laughs> that is it don't don't put it off it is doable yeah if you want if you want it enough you can do it all right i i always go for there's one fallback question i always go for if you had one genre that you haven't that you haven't ever dabbled in that you would love to dabble in what would it be oh <laughs> Probably punk, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually you mentioned that's a good segue because um, you mentioned about being a mother and uh, doing the music on it uh, as well as, you know, going to punk. There's actually a lady down here, a singer-songwriter down here in Melbourne called Cat O, who I know through the open mic scene for years, and she's uh, she's started out this thing called Music Mamas, and it's oh. her and basically and any other singer-songwriters around town that are – that are mothers as well as singer-songwriters and they get together and do events and family-friendly events every well, before COVID and that, like every month or so at different venues, like in the afternoon, on the weekend, um, yep. like a sort of a showcase 
but yeah, it'd be all family friendly, so you can bring the kids along, bring the family along. So oh, it's cool. it's a cool, it's an underrated, it's an underrated job being a being a parent and a and a singer songwriter at the same time. You don't see, as you say, it's not at the forefront of what a lot of people think that can be no. compatible, but you're showing that it can, which is really cool. And certainly yeah. really good advice, I think, that can be passed on for people that are thinking of starting a family but are not sure whether it will fit yeah. with their music. Absolutely. Let's talk, before, well, before we do play um, the next song, let's let's talk about, of course, where we can find your music, where we can listen to the album, what you've got, I guess, upcoming in the next few months, you know, Um second wave up there because you haven't had the second wave up in 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 queensland yet so uh mm. fingers crossed you don't but mm. well i guess what your plans are if everything turns out all sunny and rainbows <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah uh, well hopefully things do i mean i've got some shows coming up in within queensland mm. um in, in october but yeah, I've I've had to cancel again a lot of the other shows that I was planning to do, and um, so I think once you know life goes back to normal, which it will at some point, I'm sure, um, is to just get out there and 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 you know connect with with people in in different states, and hopefully, you know, do a trip over to the UK and kind of yeah. say g'day to some people over there as well. That's that's you know the hope. Um, but, will this have you know, been? Have you actually toured overseas before? No, I haven't. Ah, um, okay. Yeah, three, and three albums in it's you know never too late. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you know, I'm, I was born in England, so I've got a lot of family over there as well. So okay. it kind of just makes sense to while I've got um, you know support with accommodation and things like mm, that. It's mm. it's it's a it's a logical step for me to to go and uh, connect with other musicians more, more than yeah. anything over there. I've and, heard. You know, I've heard that like each because you got like and like Australia where it's like one or two cities spread out over so far there's a lot of different you know see they're small cities but they've all got their mm. own hub like manchester's got its own music sort of yeah. music tight-knit community liverpool's got its tight-knit community newcastle obviously london birmingham they've all got they're like all in not a yeah. bubble but they've all got their tight-knit communities and they everyone knows everyone else so you can travel which are these really yeah. short distances is funny because I had a friend that did what you're what you're planning to do, go over there to network, play a few shows, and he's mentioning, oh, it's like, oh, next city's like forty five minute drive away, and they're like, yeah. that's so long, and like, mate, that's how long it'd take me to drive across the city. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, it's crazy, isn't it? And but- I think you know, also over there. Um, um, there's lots of genres. People, mm. you know, aren't just kind of focused on one genre. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think within Australia, you know, it can get a bit, um, you know, f- all-consuming to one particular genre or one or two. Whereas um, in other, like the UK and the USA, there's just so many different types of music that are really heavily supported by radio and people going to live shows. So it's you know, it's. I think it's a bit easier to be a bit more experimental in those yeah. markets. Yeah. What about the? Um, I was going to say, will you intend? Are you intending at some point to go across to the US? Um, I would love to one day, but um, I don't. Ha- I don't know anyone over there, so I think it's. You know, it's. It will be a lot more work for me to go somewhere like that because 
I don't have any connections over there to, you know, sleep on a couch or um, be, be connected with other people. So it's a bit more difficult. But one day I would love to. Say, I'd love to go over there. Didn't Spider Bait, didn't, didn't Black Betty, like, hit the charts in the US? Like, I, I'm pretty sure you yeah. could just drop Graham's name and you'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess who's on Probably. my album? Remember that guy? Remember yeah. that, that singing, singing drummer? No, no, not off Phil Collins. <laughs> no, no, the Aussie guy. Yeah. <laughs> Black Betty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I should try that. <laughs> <laughs> got to know when to drop names, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm sure you will get around there and I'm sure your music will be very well received. Um, yeah, obviously, where can we find all your music and that and where we, can we listen to the album? Yep. Uh, so, the album is for sale on both digit uh digital on iTunes of yep. course um and and all the streaming services so Spotify and Apple and Deezer and whatever your platform is that you choose to listen to it um and then you can buy physical copies a CD and a limited edition bright green vinyl which is just Ooh. beautiful um so that you can get those from my website which is leannetennant.com yep um and yeah yeah they're, they're very very beautiful looking record and i was lucky to get some funding from um arts queensland to assist with the costs of printing that so yes yeah yeah, um, if you're a vinyl person, yeah, go grab yourself a copy. Mm, so, leantenant.com, which I'm sure has the links to all your socials, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Yes, yes, it does. Fantastic. Yep. Go and, please go and check out the album when you get a chance, folks. Um, buy some merch. What have you got as far as merch is concerned? I've got some uh, really cool T-shirts that have been designed Ooh. by the crew at the merch desk. and. Yeah. Um, so you can, I think there's a link on my website to, to go to which links to the merch desk as well. So the t-shirts are up on my site. Um, but yeah, they've, they've been great and it's kind of tackling it in a new way where I'm selling them at live shows, but it's mm, via, mm. Uh, you scan a code. Oh, the QR code thing? That's right. And then it, then it takes you to the site on your phone at the show and then you can just order, you can have Order it basically there and it gets delivered to your door. I've, I've got a friend um, who's been trying to berate me about that for my own stuff. He goes, yeah, no, no, QR codes of the future. It's like, uh, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> it's yeah. like, but, I mean, if you if you reckon it works, I might, like, well, note that down and go, okay, things to do. <laughs> Get is, a QR a code. Yeah, well, look, it is a different way of doing things. But what – and people get scared about change. But the reason that we're trial, trialling it is because – it's just not feasible or sustainable for artists to keep buying thousands of, you know, items of stock that sit on your shelf um, because you've ordered too many extra larges <laughs> and, you, you know, and it's just yeah. like, it's just silly. And so, and it also means that because you're not having to fork out thousands and thousands of dollars to get all this merch printed, um, you can get lots of different designs. So, you know, if you go on the website and there's just many, many different colours and designs and logos and all different things, which I wouldn't be able to afford to do if I had them all printed. So, um, mm. yeah. So, it gives, it, like it, that, it gives your fans and like as like that choice of being a consumer that can choice. pick. So, it is like a, it's basically a pay to order sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, made, so, to, made to order. Sorry, that's what I was yes. thinking of. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it is. And, yeah, so, I mean, it is – it's much – and plus you're not 
paying heaps in excess luggage, carting mm-hmm. around stocks mm-hmm. everywhere. So it is a much better way of doing it for both the artist and the consumer. But, yeah, it's just, I guess, um, making people understand that it is better because um, yeah. it is, yeah, it is a new way of doing things. So, okay. yeah, or you can go to my website anytime and just order. So that's another Please way. Please go to leantenant.com and get yourself some made-to-order T-shirts and maybe a, a cheeky vinyl while you're there. <laughs> yep. Sounds good. Yeah, before we do wrap it up, let's talk about the next track we're going to play, which we've mentioned before, Record Stores, which you said is something that people have sort of really appreciated as one of the standout tracks on the record and for good reason too. Tell us a bit maybe where about where tell us a bit about perhaps if you want to go into a bit of the story behind the song or what you were thinking at the time when you wrote it. Uh, so record stores um, is about the power of music and how it has the ability to really change someone's mindset in quite quite an instant. And I was having a bad day and mm. I walked over to the record player and, and put on a record and it did it instantly changed my mood and then therefore changed my day. And so later that day I wrote record stores about that. And yeah. it's just, you know, I mean, music is, is so important and it's everywhere. It's in our lives all the time, even when you don't realise it, you know, it's, on call waiting, it's in elevators, it's, you know, it's on the TV, it's everywhere. And, it, we, you know, we play it at our weddings, play it at our funerals, our 18th birthdays, 21st. It's, you know, it's the soundtrack to our lives. And, yeah. It really is something just, we, a lot of people just take for granted without thinking. Uh, yeah, totally. So there's totally. people that, that say, oh, music isn't an essential essential. It, and know, it is, thing. yeah. It is, it is. It is. So that's what that song is about, is record stores and just me singing about, you know, I've had a bad day, but I'll go into a record store and yeah. grab a record. Yeah. It really is. And there is no hidden meaning behind that at all. It's a very on-your-sleeve sort of song because that's- you're pretty much reciting the lyrics as you as you explain it. So it's yeah. it's great to it's it's such a great song in terms of its how direct it is, but at the same time how uplifting it is and reflective. Yeah, that's that and up- that's yeah, that's what I was hoping with it. Like it's mm. you know, it's a bit of a sad song, but I wanted it to be powerful as well. So yeah. you know, like yeah, uplifting and hopeful. Yeah. Brilliant. Congratulations uh, to On Everything as well. Best of luck Thank for the you. future. Hopefully, you. when you come down to Melbourne, we'll be more than eager to see some of these tracks played live. I'm really keen to, yes. to get the chance to yes. see that happen. So, yeah, I can't wait to get down there. <laughs> please let us know when you are coming down too. And obviously, follow Leanne's socials so you don't miss a single tidbit of information. As everything, as everything hopefully goes back to normal in the next year. Um, yeah. Leanne, thank you again so much for- Thanks uh, so much. For taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to no chat. Wanna, you want to take us out on the song and, uh, yeah, take us out on the song? Sure, sure. So, uh, this is Record Stores and it's track five, I think, of the album Happiness Is. Oh, no, it's number four. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly good. One song off. That's okay. I wouldn't expect to know all my songs. People will work it out. People, people. Go, just go look at the track. Buy the vinyl. Yeah. Look at the back. Exactly. This is the whole reason. She doesn't need to remember it. That's why she writes it down. That's why it's on the back of the record. Exactly. Right. Uh, what are people listening to? What show? And you are listening to Bar Talk. So through my shoes I run. I'm late again, hair undone 
Sexy, you are listening to Bar Talk on AMR. So much. 
much I can take Writing all my lyrics as I bleed on this paper Put my tears on this paper Working years on this paper Just so I can chase more paper Fuck this paper, I need this paper Working lonely nights in my room So I can be a failure Fuck it, kick the bucket Makes me sick to my stomach Someone's hand up your back Move exactly like the puppet you are Don't go too far Someone said you can't do it So you grow old and realize too late And that you blew it Always on myself because I need a blow up when I die, do I have a chance to see who showed up? Scared of dying, live my life the way I only know it So I put the world behind me just to be this lonely poet All the money and the fame, is it really worth it? Want a family and kids, but I don't deserve it So I keep on trying, hide the pain and never show it As I walk the earth by myself as this lonely poet Pain on paper, see you later Spawning words like a generator I'm charged up, I'm feeling greater I'm here to cater, I'm serving bars, your teeth apart Never asked if you like my shit Done can handle and let go. I'm waiting front and I'm having fun. So I'm sitting in the fast lane and I'm all by myself. I'm a lonely poet driving on the road by myself. Ain't no way I'm slowing down. Ride the gas till I see the red. See my vision slowing down. Knowing I can handle it. No one in my rear, so we change the gear again. And I'm heading for the top. And I might see y'all again. Peace. Always on myself because I need a blow up. When I die, do I have a chance to see who showed up? Scared of dying, live my life the way I only know it So I put the world behind me just to be this lonely poet All the money and the fame, is it really worth it? Want a family and kids, but I don't deserve it So I keep on trying, hide the pain and never show it As I walk the earth by myself as this lonely poet Well, 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 well. A couple of great tracks there, Daniel. We had a bit of rap from Rosie, uh, the Lonely Poet. Indeed. And, uh, and of course, we had Record Stores by Leanne Tennant. Exactly, yeah. Hope you enjoyed that. Thank you, uh, John, from Foot Stomp for organising that one. And Leanne for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule to do it. Um, I think, as, remember, as, as you mentioned in the interview, it was supposed to be done a couple of weeks ago, um, but we had to reschedule. And I'm so thankful because it was good to, good to chat up um, chat to her about what what she had been up to with all the album stuff. So yeah, again, hope you enjoyed it, and uh, thanks again, Leanne. Anyway, uh, we'll quickly chat about the other song that we just played. Of course, the Rosie song. Now, uh, Vass, did you see the video in this? I did. Yes. Now, what you reckon? A lot of a lot of North Face jacket wearing in this video. In fact, <laughs> I'm almost tempted to say who wore the North Face better, Dan Andrews or Rosie. Like I, um, it's a bit of uh, li- um, art imitating life, isn't it? Yes. Uh, it, it is it usually life that imitates art or, yeah, no, it's usually art that imitates life, isn't it? Um, I forget which way around it goes. Yeah. I remember there, there was one. It's a bit of give and take, isn't it? Bit here, bit there, you I think, know. I think it was um, life always imitates art, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. I don't know. It's all intertwined. People are bullshitting off artists. Artists are bullshitting off real life people. I forget. I think it was um, something I read about people asking about predictions, like um, The Simpsons predicted this, South Park predicted that, all that jazz. And someone said, this is a classic case of, it's not actually prediction, but causation. Like this is, this idea got spread through society by entertainment. And then, then, you know, life imitated art. 
voila, suddenly. But I could have completely fabricated. <laughs> I could have completely fabricated that in my head, and it's just a false memory. So, don't take or, me on that. I would I would do my own reading if I were you. Or the more likely thing is Matt Groening really is a time traveler, and he's all just playing us for fools. Yeah, I mean that's more likely. I'd say, <laughs> given all the situation, but I like my conspiracy theory a little better. <laughs> well, do you like your little conspiracy theory with a little bit more, little bit more insanity, I'll, just a little bit more I'll spice sit here? All right, I'll sit here with my tinfoil hat on as long as I like. A little bit less, a uh, little bit, little bit, little bit less uh, cynical cartoon. A little bit more Donald Trump. Is that right? Is that, Is that how you that like remix your- of that Elvis song? What? Like a little less conversation. Ah, right. Oh, oh. a little more action. <laughs> oh. Rosie, actually, this, I like the your aggravation. Uh, your aggravation is not satisfying me right now. I'm sorry. It's not satisfying Daniel Andrews no. either, I'm sure. <laughs> Can somebody remix Dan Andrews's uh, press releases and, and get, get the bits where he says all the words to a little less conversation and then do the- Oh, uh, and then do what the an video? idea. What an idea. And Good come on, Lord, come, on. come on, come on, come on, come on, <laughs> and of come course on. it's got to start with "We're ready to go." <laughs> Everybody, good to go. <laughs> oh no! Now, whether or not this was a, a cheeky cameo on Rosie's part, trying to pay homage to our glorious leader, Daddy Dandrews, or it was definitely it was just uh, he's- he just liked the North Face jacket. <laughs> He's from Sydney, uh, so he's probably taking the piss out of Melbourne. Let's face it. Could be. Maybe we should take this personally. Why be- <laughs> I think that's the only- Maybe this is actually a diss track I think about that's- Victoria. <laughs> I think that's the only way to take anything that anybody from up that way says anything. It's always it's just trying to offend, offend us Southerners. Always- yeah, they've got little dog syndrome. <laughs> you mean like the Napoleon complex? They, yep. They've got to try and be better than they actually are, taller and larger than they actually would be in real life. Sorry, guys. That's the one. I know we play a few Sydney artists, but, you know, got to face the facts when it comes around to it. Am I right? <laughs> you really do. Exactly. They're um, just too close to the equator. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> well, what does that say about Darwinites then, eh? Brisbaneers. Oh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't talk about Darwin. <laughs> My dad actually went to uh, Darwin and did a hike around a place called Kakadu, and he raves about it. Oh, that little place called Kakadu? That little- that little Yeah, it's like yeah, a desert. You might have heard of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was there like a punchline with this? No, he just reckoned it was great. I, I was just uh, qualifying I, all the terrible things I said about people that live further north than me uh, by saying, if actually, the anecdotal evidence suggests that the places are great. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll leave that up to you folks. If you get up to the north end, north top end, but, let us know and let us know what your rating but, was. But the beer, the beer up north is just <laughs> trash. Well, it's got to be. It's got to be that that basically got to be water, so you can douse it mm. cold straight out of pretty much a freezer on a forty-five degree day with uh, about eighty percent humidity. So I'm not surprised. Actually, speaking of speaking of terrible beer and. Uh, and piss-taking water later, uh, alcohol review up soon. But right now, before we just run through our promotional and uh, business partners for AMR, go and check out um, Rosie's new song and the video, The Lonely Poet. It's out now. Rosie very kindly sent in his stuff himself, so thank you. 
And as I said, we always accept songs directly from the artist. That's what we love about doing this. Mm. Get to hear it from the mouth, from the, the mouth of the beast directly. Go give the go give the video some love too. That's a it's a good video. Mm. Yeah. Um, now, just quickly running through, as I said, AMR's promotional and business partners that help us out um, throughout the day and night and everywhere else uh, with it in no you know particular order. Uh, Music Factory Direct in Bayswater, BizOp Solutions, Hello World Travel, Belgrave, Russo and Russo Barristers and Solicitors, Scale Records, Brisbane, Sense Music Media, Suhi Lounge in Belgrave, Upway Belgrave RSL, the Coa Shed Australia, and the Dandenong Rangers Emergency Relief Service. <sighs> nice one. Thank you. Um, Vasilini, my boy, my good man. Yes, Daniel. Uh, you up for another track from a Kiwi fellow. You Always. Are. Mate. Always. Are, you, always. are you referring to the one and only Jed Parsons? I am referring to the only and one the, Jed Parsons. Yes. How did the you guess? Jed Parsons Project. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Jed is, well, has, sorry, just released the first single with, uh, which will be on his day, de- not debut. He's already released his debut album. This will be the first single of his soft more album. It's called She's the One. This one was kind of fun and bouncy. It's like, it's the role since we've heard an unconditionally happy, cheerful love song on this on this show, or just in general. Everybody likes to write about depressing yeah. shit half the time. What's wrong with you, senior <laughs> content selector? I, Getting all the depresso espresso. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'll have a I'll have a flat emotion and a uh, depresso espresso, please. A flat emotion. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> long, that was good. And a I long like slack. That. Don't forget the long slack. Joke of the week coming soon. <laughs> Is there? I didn't. I didn't actually prepare a joke of the week. That was my joke. Yeah, that that was the inference. <laughs> no pulling the wall over your eyes. Yeah. Um, now this song. This song is called uh, "She's the One." I'm going to jump in and steal your thunder. And I love the eight bit synth in the intro, <laughs> and then sprinkled it throughout. Just, it was just so jumpy and happy. I liked it. I liked it. We haven't heard. Lots. I like. I just anytime anyone uses Game Boy sounds, I'm in. <laughs> now there's a line in there. I I couldn't quite remember what the actual lyric is, but it sounds like going to make her someone's daughter. And I thought, you know what? I thought if if you could, I thought what is uh? I, I misheard it. I thought oh, it's, he's not saying daughter. He's saying like order or something like that. And I I went and thought, all right, okay. So this is about love interest. So saying to her about how she's going to make her a daughter. You know why, Vass? Because this particular love interest is going to call Jed Daddy. Oh, ho, 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 ho. yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Boom. Sorry, Jed, I've just ruined your song. <laughs> I can't remember where the lyric is. I'll, I'll have to listen over it again. But there is a line that sounds like she's going to make her someone's daughter. And I'm like, ah, I see what you're doing there. A naughty. It almost sounds like a your mum joke. They're nearly as bad as your mum jokes. It's like, uh, your mum. It's a your so- daughter joke. Your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they're over 16, please. Uh, there was the, your mum joke was like, your mum is so fat, she make a whale look like a tic-tac. Oh. That almost rhymed, too. Apparently, you got to say, like a black black lady voice. Apparently, it works better that way. Sassy voice, huh? Sassy, sassy black lady voice. I'm not going to attempt that now because I haven't practiced it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, we don't do live impressions. Sorry. No, no, we do practice impressions only, and I haven't practiced, so no. From the from the comfort of the studio, after a few bevs. 
Yeah, speaking we of record Babs, IDs in all kinds of voices. <laughs> oh, alcohol review coming up soon, so maybe. But after that, we had another song that was uh, sent in by the artists themselves. Now, this next song by Avro Arvo. How about that for a name? Yeah, it's- I was looking at it trying to figure out how to pronounce it, and I'm glad you got to it first. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why you were, you know, remaining suspiciously silent for a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at the word like I'm just that distance from my computer where <laughs> I can't see the, the V and the R properly. And the V's just mix into each other. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Should have gone to spec savers, mate. Avro, Avo. I think <laughs> I did. <laughs> spec savers is closed right now, isn't it? Because of the lockdown. Well, I went when I needed glasses, not now. Yeah, okay, right, okay. Are you sure you don't need glasses now? I think I need another pair to okay. put in front of these ones so okay. I can get magnification too. <laughs> anyway, um, Avro Thrill Arvo, Seeker. I, you, thank you. <laughs> Thrill Seeker <laughs> by Avro Arvo is his debut track. Go and give it some love and some spins. He's from the UK actually, but he's living down in Melbourne now. So I hope you like the lockdown, mate. Um, Another person who's seen the light. Yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. Um, Come he's to old Melbourne town. Been here a few years now, I believe, and he was in a couple of indie pop projects, and this is now his first sort of solo uh, solo project coming out. So, yeah, congrats, and uh, look forward to seeing more stuff, and thanks for sending it in. He actually messaged the page. He's like, hey, guys, love the, love the podcast. Where do I send my stuff in? It's like, ah. Well, thank you for the flattery. Here's our email. <laughs> what a gem. Like, and no, actually, it's good. I like it when the artists do send stuff in and it actually ends up holding up to the stuff we get uh, professionally sent in by the PRs. I've said this like heaps of times, but it still still makes my heart, my heart cheap. Makes your heart smile. It makes my heart smile. I don't know how a heart can smile. I think if it's going to smile, you're probably in a lot of trouble from a health perspective. I think probably I think wa- that line was a poor translation from something I watched once. But Probably want to get a heart transplant if it's smiling back at you. Are you keen to hear some tracks, Vass? I'm keen to hear some tracks before I spin off into another tangent about speaking hearts okay go let's let's listen to some tracks maybe a little bit later yes want to introduce them yes i hope you guys enjoy them thoroughly jed parsons she's the one and uh avro arvo thrill seeker see that i didn't even stutter over the r's peace out from bar talk Just 
AustralianMusiciansRadio.com บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ่บ
in in the in the glass, put in a jerky slice. Gross. <laughs> it's not gross. It's called gourmet gourmet <laughs> cooking. Gourmet. <laughs> gourmet cooking. Say it right, Frenchie. No, mate. I won't say fuck all right. Okay. All right. You- now we just came off some pretty Ooh. sick tracks. Yes, I see a quat wax. That was Avro 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 Bablo. Blah 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 blah. Uh-huh. blah. You did the thing that I didn't Avro in. Avo with Thrill Seeker and before that it was Jed Parsons with She's the One. Yeah, two great tracks. Yeah. Nice bit of um sampled guitar work too on the Avro Avo track too. Haven't had that in a while. So good stuff. It was nice. I like the guitars on uh, that track. Mm, mm, mm. Really interesting, like mellow flow. Yes, indeed. Now, Enjoyable. Vas master master masturbator. Um, you you ready for a bit of alcohol review that you're not going to take part in? Are you? Uh, you know what? I'll make an exception for you. I've got something, but I'm just going to have a tiny bit of it because it's actually a liqueur, oh. not a uh, not a spirit or a beer or whatever. Cheeky, cheeky. I like it. You, you're making me salivate already, and uh, that's not just because I'm about to have dinner after we finish. It's definitely because <laughs> yeah. of the booze. Oh, mate, I'm looking forward to dinner. I haven't had any dinner yet either. But yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, my housemate's been cooking in the background right now, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit peckish. But let's not so waste- What any- do you have? <laughs> so well, let's not waste any more time. Let's play the intro. Now it's time for the alcohol review. Wow, on command. Um, yeah, beppity burp. It is indeed that time of the week that you just crack open a cold or hot one, depending on your drink of choice, and smack your lips together and get some tasting notes in you. Today, Make yourself a lip smacker. Now, Vass, my friend, um, yes. you'll, be, you'll be interested. This is a, I've got this week a cider. Now, I haven't reviewed that many ciders before, and I'm super keen because uh, I believe I have come across this one at one of our favorite haunts, uh, the old old Penny Blue. I believe I've seen this for sale there. I I think I've seen someone I know have it there. So, you know, know, totes malotes, I'm excited. This is called uh, the Sidra del Verano or Sidra del Verano. It's a Spanish green apple cider. There was actually a couple of options there in the discount bin. There was, uh, I think there was pear and raspberry or some bullshit, but I thought I'd go for the classic apple, not because it was discounted more, wink, wink. <laughs> um, but yes, just coming in at a cool six bucks a six pack, so not complaining. It oh, jeez, that's, that's sweet. Well, it is in the discount aisle. Come on. <laughs> It was in, I didn't know in the, in the particular, like normally the discount bin is outside in the non freezer room area, but how convenient is this? You go into the freezer room, it's there. So your, your discounted booze is already chilled for you. That's, that's what I call service. Service with a smile. Service with a, service with a chilled smile. Exactly. Um, so according to the, the cider wank on the back, Verano is, is handcrafted in the Basque region. To a recipe known by five generations of the Sora family. It is made with local hand-picked green apples, sun-ripened, and freshly pressed to bring out the full flavour. The way Verano always has been since every summer since 1918. 
Um, it's best enjoyed over ice on long, hot afternoons and summer evenings with good friends and family. Y salud. Um, so I'm, I feel like I'm drinking at this at the most inappropriate time. It's indeed a cold winter's night. Um, but naya, if it is a good cider, it's a good cider regardless of the temperature outside. Is that right? I concur. 4.5% or 1.2 standard drinks per bottle at 330 mil. Uh, are you ready for the, are you ready for the pop? Give it to me. Yeah, oh, I'm going to give it to you. Ready? Nice. I heard that pop. You, I'm surprised you did, actually. It was a little bit quieter than I thought, but I put it right in front of the microphone, so it better fucking come out good post. If not, I'm going to pop, put, put, put a bit of uh, blah, 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 blah. If not, I'm going to put a little bit of extra pop in that post-production. <laughs> Just Google like a Disney sound effect. Yeah, like uh, Mother, whatever it is, like the pumpkin lady out of Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> just just put that sample in. Now, I'm um, surprisingly getting hints of apple, sour apple. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, sour apple. Um, mm, it sounds very, it smells very fresh, but uh, shall I take the taste? Do it. Do Give it. Give me a rundown. Let's do it. Ooh. Oh, that is quite. That is relatively dry. That is a little bit, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit sour. Yeah, no, that's actually not bad. That's very, very. That's very palatable, actually. Out of ten, that's um, that's I don't do out of ten, mate. Jeez, I can't count to ten. Um, that's that's actually pretty good. Nice, Spain. You do a decent cider. I tell you what, I give that one. Actually, I give that one four and a four and a four and a bit. Um. Four and a bit cold rooms out of five, I reckon. That's pretty good. Four and a bit. Yeah, four and a bit. I couldn't quite get the 4.5. It doesn't quite have the- it's, it's, It could do with a little bit more flavour. But um, as it is, as a summer drink, it would go down very nicely. So, you know, not complaining. Uh, now, mm. Vass, the other thing I noticed, I, I don't know if you've ever been now- when you've gone to the bottle and, and used the trolley, because I had to get a few few beverages on my 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 government mandated one hour shopping trip on the weekend. Yeah, and you loaded never, up for winter, did you? Oh yeah, I'm uh, hibernating, as they say. And I had the old the old trolley out there, and you know with the supermarket trolleys, how they've um you, you hold on to it right, and then it's got the four legs, and then they've got a whole gap underneath for you to swing your legs underneath. Now I'm a big leg swinger. I, I grew up playing. I grew up playing soccer, and I grew up swimming. So of course I like to swing my legs. And uh-huh. uh, I got an awful fright when I, I pushed my leg forward and kicked my shin. And, you know, kicking your shin is probably the most one of the most painful places to get kicked. Um, balls, notwithstanding. But it's a close second, I reckon. But I kicked my shin straight into this metal bar. And it's not just flat against the end of the trolley. It sticks out. Now, here I am thinking, well, what kind of god-awful purpose is that put there? What What satanic... You know, fucking masochist, fucking designed <laughs> decided these, to shin splint you. Decided to design these trolleys because I can see no practical purposes. Right, the only thing I can think of there being a bar to stick out is if you're chaining the trolleys together. Now, fair enough, but who, which idiot forgot that there is a massive bar at hand height that you can easily chain the trolleys to? Shipmarket trolleys show that you do not need another bar down the bottom. Yeah, I get that there's another trolley bit underneath so you can put your two stacks of VP where, fucking cans. Where, so, 
Which um, which place were these trolleys I'm, from? I'm I'm not saying their name. I've, I've refused to ever mention them on air because uh, right, they well, don't they don't sponsor us. So I'm going to come chasing you down for the name after the show. But uh, but it, name may rhyme with man Durfies, but their trolleys <laughs> are fucking terrible. Those trolleys get zero out of five cool rooms. I'm sorry. That's my rant for the week. Zero out of five cool rooms. Zero. That's savage. Zero. Zero, as the Spanish say, I believe. Nada. Na- nada. De nada. Yeah, exactly. Nada. Niente, as the Italians say. Um, yeah. It's That's a, a, it's a scathing review problem. of the trolleys, but the, a the very generous review of the cider. Yeah, the cider's good. The trolleys are shit. So, yeah, I, the trolleys are terribly designed. You do not need the extra bar there. Well, and I, kick, I kicked it once, not once, but twice. I mean, how, I mean, you know what? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, or whatever the saying goes. But like, it's got nothing to do with it. It's like this video I saw about badly designed doors, and they're going, "Yeah, look, if you forget how to push a door open more than once, it's not your fault. It's the fault of the door designer because the door designer should be aware of how people open doors. And for you to fuck it up more than once means that the doors are kind of fucked up badly because you're not going to remember how to open a door. This sort of shit." gets stuck in your cerebral cortex and you don't ever remember it. Like you, you sort of drill yourself into going, these are how most doors open. I don't need to know how it, I don't need to know how each individual door opens. I just need to remember and take that piece of information that says, this is how a normal door opens. I'm assuming this door opens like so that. And then if you can't what you're telling open me it, is you're pushing, you're pushing for now, a universal um, trolley design. I want some, I want some fucking safety standards on these trolleys. Like they, this is a fucking danger. Um, it's the Justice same thing. Justice for Daniel's shins. Exactly. I, like, this is the same thing. The how to push a trolley is stuck somewhere in the back of my brain, and I grab that information every time I go to the supermarket and, or, or a certain bottle-o and take a trolley. <laughs> I do not expect a fucking shin destroyer out there on the um, <laughs> at shin height, you know? I, I wonder An if, absolute like, shin I punisher. Wonder if, I wonder if regulars that, that use these trolleys all the time, if, you, if they went, you know, bare-legged, whether they'd be, like, permanent scabs- Across halfway Whoa. up their shins from the amount of times they hit their legs, maybe they'd learn not to swing their legs instead. Yeah, that's my that's my rant over. I was real that that ruined my my shopping <laughs> trip. Dan's rants, Dan's rants. Yeah, that's that's my that's my fucking rant for the evening. That's my alcohol review. I'm going to sit back and enjoy the cider. Ah, do, do you have any, do you have anything else to get off your chest before we finish up? No, I mean I have uh, I have grabbed for you. My alcohol to review this week. Yes, of course. I forgot about that. Please do. Please tell me um, so I can get my mind off the rage and get off the the fucking trolley business. And you can tell me about what you're you're sculling down tonight. I I've got a a nip of uh, sweet vermouth um, because I haven't had it on its own yet. But needless to say, I was making cocktails on the weekend, and I was making a metropolitan, which is brandy, sweet vermouth, and some bitters. Okay. It's like a, okay. um, it's a, it's a relative of a martini, mm. and the sweet vermouth was really nice tasting in the in the drink. So I was like, hmm, I wonder how it tastes on its own. And I happened to have gotten by accident, mind you, uh, like the most expensive vermouth on the site because I oh, didn't yes. realize there were any others. <laughs> uh, and it's I didn't think vermouth my- was like a budget <laughs> drink anyway. It's like some overly wankied priced drink for upper yeah, class. Yeah, because of martinis, it's become. Super pricey. Uh, yeah. These guys, it's an Australian and Italian guy, I think. I'll read it in a sec. But it's um, Maidani is the uh, brand. Land of contra- Contrarities. There you go. Uh, sea parsley, strawberry gum, wattle seed, 
river mint and other native species. Hello. Um, this being different, of course, to... Sorry, you dropped out for a second, Vass. <coughs> Can you start from land of contrarities? No. <laughs> my explanation is still here on my side. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, this is Joseph Maiden, uh, 59 to 52, uh, to, yeah, 1859 to 1925, was a stalwart champion of the eucalypt and the acacia, which grew gold and green across the vast country. He delved deeply and with joy into the oft-neglected wealth of Australian botanical novelty, finding value and beauty where others saw none. <clears throat> a French winemaker and an Australian bartender uh, put this together, apparently. And I've got to say, it smells olivey. Okay, okay. So, aromas of possibly a couple of olive leaves thrown in for good measure. I don't know. It just like <clears throat> smells like olive liqueur. Almost. It's it's crazy. Like, I don't know if it's just the, you know, like when you make a Bloody Mary, it's the flavor is more than the sum of its parts. True. I wonder if it's just all these botanicals together creates this flavor. But man, quick sip. Yes. Uh, it's bitter the way that I like stuff like, uh, you know, Kinoto. Yes. Yep. The sample of stuff. That's Chinoto. I love. Say it like yes, a real Chinoto, walk. my bad. Chinoto. Say it right. <laughs> um, it's got that kind of bitterness to it that I really like, but it is still sweet, the same way that those drinks are all sugary, as well as being a bit bitter. So, almost like a, a rind kind of taste to it. Mm, it's a bit of orange flavor to it then, a bit of citrusy. Yeah, yeah, citrus rind. Yeah. Nice. Delish. I'd, nice. Um, what, do you, what do you rate it? Mm, no, I, I really think it's quite nice. It's, it's sweet enough. It's bitter enough. Um, rating, goodness, I give it as far as- if I'm rating it just against liqueurs, like a three out of five. Yeah. Maybe a three and a half, if I'm being generous. Um, yeah. Stand-up stuff. I liked it mixed with um, the brandy and all that. That Metropolitan that I made was really nice. I wouldn't have it on its own, really, though, usually. Yeah, no, vermouth is really a mixer, isn't it? It really, really is. So, uh, yeah, nice. So, what did you say you rated it? Three or three if I'm being stingy, 3.5 if I'm being generous. 3.5 watts. Uh, essence of olives. 3.5 essence C, of olives. C parsley's. <laughs> I have no idea what that means and I'm not going to pretend to know it's what one it of means. the uh, It's one of the ingredients in, the, in this um, vermouth. Sea parsley, something I've never I, heard of. So I, I thought I'd rate it three out of five sea parsleys. It, does anybody eat raw sea parsley? Let us know. <laughs> we want to hear your tasting I'd, I'd be interested. Actually, it sounds like something that would go in a Bloody Mary, speak of the devil. You're really keen to have a Bloody Mary, are you? I've, I've got them on the brain, man. I've never <laughs> had one before. I Wait, want to have one. You've never had a Bloody Mary before? The closest I got was that bar that we went to in the city um, the one. for the boozy brunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, we tried all the different cocktails they had. The and bloody, that one that was kind of Bloody Martinez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bloody Martinez. No, it was Bloody Maria. And the only difference was it had uh, tequila, yeah. not vodka. That's the only difference. Very similar taste, actually. Mm. The, the tomato oh, sauce actually drowns out everything else. It really it tasted like it was a mix, though, that, <laughs> that stuff. Not like it was fresh made. I want to try and do one with like- uh, yes. Where I make the mix myself, like not not like scooping out tomatoes and stuff, but I want to get tomato juice and um, you know celery salt and all that crap and yeah, stir it all up. Fair enough. We should uh, probably rip into the last couple of tracks that are about to we're about to play. Actually, uh, about to grace our ear holes. Yes, very quickly, Vas. Could you just quickly tell us about the next track because this was your your pick 
this one? Yeah, so uh, we it seems every week we're having a couple to pick from that take the last spot. Uh, Dan gives me a bit of a say in that one because I'm a lucky boy. It's not all uh, uh, autocracy over here, folks, just FYI. A, not entirely. Not entirely. Not 100%. But, about 80%. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to botch this pronunciation, I'm sure, but Isadori? No. Isadori? Isador. Come on. But there's, a, there's an accent on the E. Yeah, that's... It's for it's for phonetics, my friend. It's for it's all for right, extra right. spiff. Isidore. All right, I'll trust you. Isidore, uh, Obsessive Behaviors is the name of the song. Smooth vocals, really nice warm synth. Um, yeah, I think from the minute she starts singing, that track kind of had me. Nice. Yeah, no, it and is really. After that, bit of cool like um, piano work as well in that, which I really liked. There is, there is. I, I that synth from the start. I think it goes all the way through. That was my favorite it was just never um it was never really present except at the very very beginning uh and then it just becomes this beautiful warm like wash underneath the rest of the song it's really nice nice um and after that of course we have agnes manners yes uh, with brilliant blue but yes uh, agnes manners are a relatively new melbourne-based project i'm just seeing if they've got it's going to be on an upcoming release I don't know. I, I, I can't. I'm, I can't be bothered reading over everything. Anyway, it's. I think it's their second or third single. This one had a really cool music video. I don't know if you ended up seeing the whole thing, Vass, but it was quite an emotional piece, and you can certainly tell mm. that from the, from from both the instrumentation on it with the really cool string, uh, the the string instrumentation. The, yeah, yeah, that, that was, comes in kind of, uh, what, third of the way in or something? Yeah, really sort of built it up to a, a really cool crescendo with the with the yeah, swing yeah. arrangements. And the video um, had some really good symbolism in there as well. And I think it really matched yeah, nice. what, what the message was in the song. Really simple video, really nice and entertaining, well done. Um, and the sound that he's got is so roomy, like it's not too complex, and by that, I mean, it, yes. they've not just put sounds in for the sake of having sounds in and layers um, for the sake of layering. They've got a few key elements and each one of them gets to shine because they've given it all enough room. It's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I do stand corrected. It is going to be off their debut album, Fantasia Famish, which is out on September 18th. So, not too far away, actually. Um, it's funny. I don't When you saw, when you clicked on the YouTube link, it said- um, I confirm I'm 18 plus over. I thought, oh, yeah, nice. I'm going to get titties in this video because it's like the, you know, the adults only thing. And then all I got was like a bunch mm. of coke. It's like, come on, guys. A I bunch want to some titties. And all I got instead was a bunch of drugs. <laughs> that, that, so many jokes just went flying I, through my head. I, I want, um, <laughs> give me one. Give me one quick one. We've got time for one. I was just going to say that it sounds like every. Every random party anyone's ever been to, if anyone's just gone to, you know, met someone at a bar or um, had a friend who has a friend who was throwing a party and you got pulled along to, it, that's always the kind of promise. You're like, ooh, maybe I'll meet someone interesting here and, you know, maybe I we'll hit it, it off. Jeez, God and all it. you get is just a boatload of high people. <laughs> uh, Agnes Manners just... Fucking too real. Letting down our expectations. Yeah, saying that how it is. Every single time. They, they know exactly how it is. I agree. Oh, my God. I'm not going to- Yeah, I have got nothing else to say. We should play the tracks. 
we'll let them speak for themselves. Before, eh? before we do, actually, real quickly, of course, thank you again, everybody listening, all the artists that have had their music sent in or have sent in their music themselves. Thank you for being awesome. Please go and like them. Uh, make sure to catch all of AMR's um, shows, you know, Heavy Reborn, uh, The Mint Factory, Andy and Zuzi, which is the new podcast um, that is out, I think, every Tuesday or Wednesday. So, they're, they're doing some cool stuff and interviews as well. And be sure to catch all of ours and AMRs. We'll be sure to go and follow and like all of AMRs and Bar Talk socials. Of course, Bar Talk AMR show on Facebook. Also on Facebook, AMR Australia. And of course, AMR underscore Australia on Twitter and Instagram. Please make sure you go and follow us on uh, Spotify. We need more Spotify followers, Vass. Uh, for Bar Talk, obviously check us out on iTunes if you're not if you're already there and give us a sub and give us a review. And follow us, where, I guess, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, or go and visit australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash bar talk, bar hyphen talk, sorry, or uh, shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk. I think that's everything. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode. You got that spiel down to a fine art. Yes, because I have to say it every week. Ding. <laughs> I tell you what, you, you go, I've said all I've got to say. Why don't you take us out in the songs and don't fuck up the pronunciation this time? Wow, I'm I'm still undecided as to whether you've led me astray or not yet. I'm gonna have to wait for uh, nah. our first artist to to let me know themselves because <laughs> I don't trust you. If they correct us in a Thanks. few days, we know they've listened to the the, ep- the episode. <laughs> chances, chances, I want it. I want a I want a pronunciation, phonetics, and all. <laughs> preferably a voice clip, yeah, confirming that I'm right and there's something to do with the e going on. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for watching. Uh, watching. Thank you for listening. I'm on the wrong show. <laughs> watching that bar go across slowly for the last two hours. Yeah, I've been staring at my own voice in waveform. <laughs> we hope you hope you enjoyed. Um, thanks for tuning in. When you do tune in, it uh, helps us a lot. Uh, we'll leave you with Isadore and Obsessive Behaviors is the track. Agnes Manners and Brilliant Blue. We hope you enjoy them both. Goodbye, everyone. Peace thank it. you, Vass, for being a bitch. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Boy, I'll see you next week. Bunch no, you won't. You'll hear me next week. Shit it, boys. <laughs> see, you did what I did. Ha, ha. All right. Okay, bye. Uh, bye. Left my gaze to meet your thoughts. There's a melancholic story I just want to explore. Still holds eyes of
This is Shakira, and you're listening to AMR. I don't want to be in the boys' club thing like we're 19. Making the same tired jokes to make us feel we belong here. How can anybody be more full of shit than me? If I believe That I'm any different That I'd be better than this If you'd let me But junkyard dogs carry on Singing capricious songs We're staring into shallow ponds For a substitute for God And I'm being lost But I'm moving on Sunday afternoon It's been a month, I'm happier I'm somewhere near We're gonna round everyone up Get some drinks, head to the park Take some mushrooms And all the late nights at the bar Catching up with me and now I'm flooded with the gratitude It's all she can allow I'm surrounded by my friends Flooding all that fear out With this bottle in my hand This cigarette's in my mouth So conditioned By that brilliant blue Brilliant blue The brilliant blue Oh, in the brilliant blue I see Drink alone more than you'd like Eating microwave meals Cheek red wine A couple bottles down I put the concert on Call somebody to get me And I don't know if it was blood or sick But it made me ill to clean My father's insides Caked into the floor in front of me and mortality's a thresher The world's a broken ball And like I said, if That you went through that alone And I was gone
You drank a one more than we liked You weren't eating, you looked a fright You think I've always known It's just too harsh to look in the eyes Australian Musicians Radio dot com.